it's just the wrong mic for podcasting right. in, in like 99% of the cases. So, um, but it caught on and now everybody says, oh, get a blue Yeti. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, it's good. You're going to pick up, you know, your neighbor next door yelling at his dog. That's going to be on your podcast. Right. The guy mowing the lawn, that's going to be on your podcast. Your wife upstairs, she's going to be on your podcast. Coming up, we talk with Chris Kern about how you can learn to engineer a podcast like a pro and get paid for it. It's live stream deals, and it starts now. Welcome to episode seven of Live Stream Deals. I'm Ross Brand. Livestream Deals connects live streamers and podcasters with the products they need to create high-quality content. Find all products from our shows at LivestreamDeals.com. Today's episode is focused on what to do and not to do to provide a pleasurable listening experience for consumers of your podcast and why the Podcast Engineering School is the place to learn to produce podcasts like a pro Chris Kern is the founder and lead instructor at the Podcast Engineering School. He's also the head of Fractal Recording, a complete podcast production solution for midsize and large companies. He's produced podcasts for major enterprise clients such as Forbes, Dun & Bradstreet, Johnson & Johnson, and many more. During his career in the music industry, Chris worked at some of the most prestigious recording facilities in the world, he hosts the Podcast Engineering Show, and his next episode will be his 100th. Congratulations, Chris, on the milestone. For anyone interested in landing good-paying jobs in podcast production or professionalizing the audio experience for your own listeners, the Podcast Engineering School teaches audio engineering for podcasts at the highest professional level. The next session starts in September 2018. Learn more and register at LivestreamDeals.com slash engineer, LivestreamDeals.com slash engineer. Now join me as I sit down with Chris Curran for a fun conversation about one of my favorite topics, live stream and podcast audio. Welcome, Chris. It's so great to have you on Livestream Deals. Thanks, Ross. Happy to be here, man. Uh, you're using the RE20 today, huh? Yeah, using an RE20. It's actually a a vintage RE20 back from the 80s, I think. They Anyway, I don't want to get into the tech talk too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, whatever I was going to ask you about, I just went out the window and I saw the <laughs> RE20. Yeah. Um, That's what happens. I used to use those when I when I worked in radio and uh I probably used the vintage one because that was back in the 90s to the like mid to late 2000s. <laughs> whatever yeah, you want yeah, to call yeah. it, right? Uh, before they started replacing them with the, the newer <laughs> ones. Right. But the vintage ones are better, aren't they? Yeah, a little better in the mid-range. It's just a little more clarity. Yep. So tell us about Podcast Engineering School. But first, tell us about your background, because it's it's fascinating. Um, your, your work in the music industry and some of the professional podcast producing you do for uh, big companies as well. Yeah. So in the 90s, I was in the music business. I was in New York working in the mm -hmm. studios, uh, soundtrack, the hit factory, quad recording. I worked with a lot of artists, got a lot of album credits, and I loved it. But New York was mostly working on rap music. So after about four years, I moved back to New Jersey to start working on, you know, local bands. And anyway, I did a little bit of that over the years and did a few other things. And then in 2012, I got into podcasting. And then as soon as I found out what podcasting was, I realized in terms of audio production that I'm like w super way overqualified, right? <laughs> like I just, 
you know, so anyway, but so then I started producing shows for bigger companies, uh, Johnson and Johnson, Forbes, Dun and Bradstreet. And I still have, you know, a small roster of clients. That's Mm -hmm. my main business. But then two years ago, I said I should start a school to teach podcast production, like like really hardcore professional audio production. And so I started uh, about a year and well, a year and a half ago was my first uh, the first course started. And so for the last year and a half, I've been doing um, doing these courses and a lot of students have come through the school so far and everybody loves it. And it just it just I'm so happy I, I'm doing it because it really helps people. You know, a lot of people who work on podcasts, they can open up a program, they can try to do stuff, but they really don't know what they're doing. So when when you really learn what to do and how to do it, a whole nother thing opens up. Right, right. Um, the Podcast Engineering School has a new session coming up, uh, starting a new program starting in September. Uh, you can find out more information at LivestreamDeals.com. What are some of the things when you look at or when you listen, probably is a better way to put it, when you listen to podcasts that you feel is lacking in the audio area and some polish and professional uh, study and attention could could make a big difference in how podcast sounds. Well, really it's in a way it's minor tweaks in every step. So mm-hmm. for instance, you're, you're close to your microphone. I'm pretty close to my microphone. Actually, when I record my show, I'm even closer to my mic. Um, so learning good microphone technique, that mm-hmm. is actually really important. And then learning how to record uh, the different participants of a podcast separately. So some people just record everybody on the same track and then all the voices are mixed together and, you know, and then it's hard to make it sound good after that. So, um, and then, yeah. And then just trying to help your guests, like, like a lot of podcast hosts, they'll have, like, they might have a good microphone and they might sound okay, but their guests don't sound good because they're using earbuds and like, you know, the earbud thing is the mic is rubbing against their shirt going, (laughs) And like, there's a million ways audio can go bad, but like really just being quiet, talking into your microphones, not making noise and, and just capturing it well is, is really important. And then the editing is another big thing because a lot of podcasts don't edit their stuff and, and it's just so slow. It's, um, uh, and I'm, I'm demonstrating here. Um, it's, you know, uh, well, you know, like you can't do that on a podcast. You right. have to edit that stuff out. You have to bring the energy. You have to, you know, bring it and perform. And and so later on when in the editing, you need to cut that stuff out. I even listened to um, recently a, a podcast from I, I don't know who made it, but it was like a it was a media company, like like a either they're like a website or a news <laughs> station or something. They have a podcast and. They, they haven't edited it properly. There's all these ums and it's so slow and people don't have time to just sit there and listen to you go, um, uh, you know that. So, and then of course in the final mixing and stuff, it's, it's good to make sure people's voices are the same level, mm-hmm. you know? So your voice isn't real loud and your guest is real soft. I mean, that's terrible. So those are just a few of the common mistakes. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. Uh, like a lot of radio stations and media companies, like a lot of radio stations make a podcast from their show, but they don't do any editing. They just 
take what, what what's there, it sounds like, right? So you get those pauses and the stumbles and stuff like that, which could be edited out or maybe it doesn't need to be. It depends, I guess, how you're what angle you're coming from. Um, but when you're doing your own like 10 minute, 15 minute podcast, there's no excuse to have 10 seconds of dead air here and there. And, um, I I know often I, I cut, I don't, I don't usually cut my guest, but I cut myself like, okay, you know, I'll I'll ask a three line question that could have been asked in one line. Like people want to get back to the guest. They don't want to hear me ask the same question three times. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And one thing, one thing that, so podcasting started as a hobbyist industry, right? People just mm-hmm. do it because they love it and it's a hobby, right? So, but one thing that you have to realize is the experience your listener is going to have. Like that's, think about music production. When someone mm-hmm. writes a song and performs it and s- records it and mixes their record and puts out an album, it's produced in a way so that the 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 listener has a good experience, so when you're producing your own podcast or doing anything or editing or anything, you need to put yourself in the shoes of that person who's listening and think about how what that experience is. And unfortunately, in the podcasting world, almost no one does that. And that's right. why they're that's why all these podcasts are almost unlistenable. And then the podcasting industry gets a bad name for that because, you know, someone will tune into their first <laughs> podcast ever and it's horrendous. And they're like, what is this crap? You know, right, right. We're talking with Chris Kern from the uh, podcast Engineering School, and a new session is starting in September. Check it out at livestreamdeals.com. Tell us about some of the success stories, people that you've worked with at Podcast Engineering School that have gone on to actually get paying gigs producing podcasts. Yeah, a lot of the uh, graduates are building their editing business. So just to be clear, Podcast Engineering School, I I started it to train people how to produce podcasts so well so that they can get clients, so that they can make money, you know, producing and editing podcasts. So the training is really deep. It's not just for the average podcaster who wants to learn how to plug in their ATR 2100 and and use (laughs) Skype or something, which is, that's a lot of people, which is fine. So a lot of my students already have their own editing business. And so they just wanted to really understand the nuances of professional production. And so, yeah. And so what happens a lot there is, um, you know, once they finish podcast engineering school, they inevitably raise their rates, right? Right. Because now they're, now they're worth more. And that's one thing about editing and producing podcasts is, you know, as long as you know what you're doing, you can charge a lot, you know, like, I know some people say, oh, you can only charge, you know, 50 bucks an episode to edit it. Or some people charge $25 an episode. And yes, there's a market for that. But there's also a higher end market with mm-hmm. companies and 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 um, celebrities or not celebrities, but uh, people who write books and stuff like that. Um, thought leaders, they have money and they want to do a podcast that sounds good. So there's people right. there's a lot of people out there who are can pay to have a professionally produced podcast. Uh, so that's that's mostly what my students get out of it. I also do have some students who they are they might have two or three of their own shows and they just want to learn how to produce their own show better. So I, I've had plenty of students like that, too. But everyone who's graduated just I mean, absolutely loves it because it just it just blows their head off with all the <laughs> all the you know, everything I'm teaching them. Really, It really does. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, wait, wait, I was wondering, we, t- we talked to Armel earlier about getting content on smart speakers and things like that. 
Um, have you had any like companies reach out to you about flash briefings? Is there anybody, is there any market for people producing content for, uh, you know, snackable content for, for flash briefings, Google home, that kind of thing? Yeah, I'm sure there is. I don't know of any, but mm-hmm. there, there's so many opportunities opening up. I mean, the best, the thing, well, one of the things I love best about podcasting is that the growth has been so slow and steady and it's just continuing to grow. Right. And that's the sign of an industry that is, it's not just a flash in the pan. It's going to go way up and then come crashing down. Podcasting is going to grow and it's because it's on demand, right? That's the right. key. On demand is the key. So yeah, and there's a lot of opportunity, but, and I'm sure there are opportunities of, of the kind you're speaking about. In addition to your podcast engineering show, uh, what are some other podcasts that people should take a listen to if they want to experience what a a really well-produced, well-engineered podcast sounds like? (laughs) Yeah, so that's... I actually don't listen to that many podcasts. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I have a good friend, Mike Helms, who, who actually, today, we just published an episode of my show with him as the guest. He has the Location Sound podcast, and he's he's an actual audio engineer, so he he produces it correctly and it sounds good and all that. So that's one you can definitely check out. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the um, you know the NPR style shows and like the Gimlet shows. I mean, those are those are produced pretty well. They all sound pretty good. Um, and a lot of people do produce their own shows that sound good. But um, so yeah, and, and of course, well, and of course, there's Hardcore History, which even though it's only you know, Dan Carlin speaking and just one guy speaking into a mic. Um, it sounds good. And well, that's probably the greatest podcast ever published. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, what are some of the things for people who may not be uh, that advanced in, in podcast editing and may never decide to do it professionally, but what are, what are a few things, a few tips for things that they can stop doing that are, uh, maybe causing it's easier to stop doing things that are causing bad sound sometimes than it is to learn how to do things at a high level for those who just want to get content out regularly and don't have a lot of time. What would you advise people to stop doing when you look at some of the common mistakes you see people making? Well, there are many, and again, they're they're usually pretty small. But like, for instance, a lot of people use the Blue Yeti microphone, mm-hmm. and other people do use other condensers and. You got to realize when you're talking into a microphone, you're in a recording studio. Right. And so what I find is people don't realize that they'll be like, you know, clicking a pen and tapping their foot and putting their drink, slapping their drink down on the table. And it's like, you know, it it just those things distract people. And so if you could sort of pretend like you're in a studio, like and just be quiet. Now, the Blue Yeti is a mic that a lot of people have, but it's usually the wrong mic for a lot mm-hmm. of podcasters. For some, it's the right mic. Uh, but anyway, the Blue Yeti is terrible because it sits on the desk. And whenever anybody puts their hand down or types on a keyboard, you hear this like thumping. It's terrible. Right. Uh, so those are some things, some of the things you can avoid. Why do these the companies is- market condensers to the podcaster community? I mean, it doesn't seem it seems like the worst fit possible (laughs) yeah usually it is not a good fit there are cases when it is a good fit so that's why and plus companies are just trying to sell stuff right like the blue yeti i don't know how it ever well i guess i know how it caught on it looks cool it's just just the wrong mic for podcasting right in in like 99 percent of the cases so um but it caught on and now everybody says oh get a blue yeti and it's like (laughs) 
all right, well, it's good. You're going to pick up, you know, your neighbor next door yelling at his dog. That's going to be on your podcast. The right. guy mowing the lawn, that's going to be on your podcast. Your wife upstairs, she's going to be on your podcast. The traffic. And we're hear every little thump on the desk. The traffic desk, so. 30 stories below you will be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So another thing is microphone technique. Like if I'm right. talking where I am, it's fine. But if I all of a sudden move back and I'm going to pretend like I'm on a show. <laughs> yeah, on my podcast and then i'm gonna get real close and i'm gonna be like hey this is my podcast i mean gotta learn how to speak into a microphone people. and they used they always say it doesn't have any proximity effect well maybe it doesn't but it certainly changes the volume when you get that close <laughs> exactly and the volume's a big deal right because when people listen in a car I, I this is what happened to me i was driving to uh podcast movement last year and i'm driving in through utah going 85 miles an hour and i'm trying to listen to podcasts and someone will laugh really loud and and it'll be fine and then they'll start talking real soft and i can't hear it so i turn up the volume and then they laugh really loud again and it just blows my head off you can't you you can't uh present audio like that to people because it, they it's hard to listen to you can't ride the volume knob right right so anyway right. that's why you should microphone technique that's why compression and mastering and all that stuff so awesome chris curran it's so great to talk to you um i didn't even get a chance to ask you about the live streaming that you did at podcast movement but we'll save that for a, another show uh, i could talk to you about this stuff all day thank you so much for joining <laughs> it is podcast engineering school you can find out more information at livestreamdeals.com chris is the best at what he does if you're going to try and learn to take your podcasting to the next level to monetize your skills as an editor producer engineer uh you definitely want to check out podcast engineering school at livestreamdeals.com thanks so much chris thanks ross great to be here thank you man great having you on wow chris is fantastic not just the best at producing engineering and editing podcasts but a sensational uh host and uh talk show guest as well so glad to have chris here on live stream deals and some great takeaways uh i mean think about your audio in terms of the listener experience that's the number one thing i take away from the conversation also your microphone technique your choice of microphone uh, the volume levels between, say, yourself and your guest, all these things impact the listening experience for your audience. And of course, the podcast engineering school is the place to go to learn how to engineer podcasts at the highest level. Chris Curran's got an amazing background in the music industry and producing podcasts for major companies. Check out the Podcast Engineering School. Go to livestreamdeals.com slash engineer, livestreamdeals.com slash engineer. Next session starting in September. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for Episode 7 of the Livestream Deals Podcast. Thanks to Chris Curran for being an amazing guest. We look forward to another episode coming soon of the Livestream Deals Podcast. Take care, everybody. <laughs>